You are listening to I Can't Wait to Tell You with Casey Edward, episode 76. Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and experiences on spirituality, food, health, mindset, and on life in general. My goal is to tell you everything I wish I had known when I decided to take control of my reality and start living the life of my dreams. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Yay. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Can't Wait to Tell You. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of 2020. I have not podcasted in probably about a month. I have been traveling and though I could have probably fit it in, you guys know how I am. I like to be very intentional and it didn't feel right to just kind of try to squeeze them in here and there. And so I just knew that I would be back when it was meant to be. And so here I am. Today, I'm not going to really get into where I've been. I've been kind of traveling all over the place. Today, I am recording from Canada. I will do so in a different episode to tell you about my travels and all of the cool experiences I'm having as I'm traveling, from cacao ceremonies to breath journeys to all of these different things. But today, as I was walking after drinking my cacao in nature in the middle of a very snowy... (laughs) Vancouver, just outside of Vancouver, I realized that it's very important to me to do an episode specifically talking about the fact that we are not our thoughts, we are not our ego, and we are not the voices in our heads. Because as I was thinking about content to come and the way I speak and will be speaking in upcoming seasons and episodes, I just had to address this so that we're all on the same page and so everything makes sense. Everything makes sense for you. Okay, so today I'm going to do my best to eloquently and concisely (laughs) talk about the fact that we are not our thoughts. As long as you walk away with the knowledge and understanding, even at the most fundamental basic level, that you are not the voice in your head or the thoughts in your head, then that is all I can ask. Then I am happy. So let's let's dive right into this, okay? The way I want to begin this episode is by sharing the definition of meditation that I've actually shared on the show before and I've shared with others at workshops and it's always my go-to definition and I think that this will be a really good catalyst to the conversation we're about to have. So the definition of meditation that I give when I am asked is the one that Deepak Chopra uses and that was channeled or came up with by Patanjali. And the definition of meditation is the progressive silencing of the thought process until you reach the source of thought. The progressive silencing of the thought process until you reach the source of thought. This is 
the place that I wanted to start when I talk about the mind and the ego because this definition shows you, <laughs> definition, definition, <laughs> illustrates that you are not your thoughts, rather the source of them, okay? You are the witness of your thoughts. You are the observer of what is going on in your mind, okay? So to make this a little bit easier, why don't right now, even if you're in your car or wherever you are, just take a second and I would like for you to think a thought about yourself. Okay? If you haven't already, go ahead. Think a thought about yourself. Okay. So for example, I thought I am enough. I am witnessing myself think that thought. Therefore, I am not that thought. So whatever thought you just had, maybe it was I am driving my car. You witnessed that thought. That thought is not you. You chose that thought, okay? So just as the heart pumps blood and our fingernails protect our finger beds, our mind thinks, okay? Which leads into the ego, okay? So I have talked about the ego a lot on this show and what made me realize that I've kind of been taking myself out of presence and I've been allowing my mind to roam and my ego to pull me down to a lower vibration. Today I was walking in nature and I realized that I've been asking to heal or for clarity or for this or for that and I've been seeking and I've been trying to figure things out and I've been unhappy because I've been under this conception from my mind that I need do more, that I must meditate more, that there must be an answer I'm missing. And then I realized, wait, that is my mind taking me out of the present moment. What if in this present moment, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be? I am exactly how I'm meant to be. Okay. And that made me realize that I have been kind of allowing the mind to suck me out of the present moment. And that is a learning lesson for me. Okay, so I have witnessed myself now be taken out of the present moment by the mind that's trying to figure out or is telling me that I'm not enough just as I am or is telling me that I need to heal or do this or that before I can do whatever I want to do. All of that is mental chatter. In reality, today when I was walking in nature, I just was. I was not in the mind. I was just being. Okay, so just to simplify you are the observer of your thoughts. You are the witness to your thoughts. Okay, so what I've been practicing recently, because when I was in California, and I'll fill you guys in later, but I was pretty much in a situation for 11 days where I was working and I had no say over anything. I didn't have a say over what we were doing, when we were leaving, when we'd get home. And it was the best practice of witnessing a thought that would make me feel bad and then changing it. Right, so for example, if it was 3 p.m. and I knew we probably weren't getting home till 7.30, I would witness myself think a thought of, I'm so tired, I'm so hungry, I don't wanna be here. That pulled me into a physical emotion and a low vibration that did not feel good. Then I thought, wow, I am so grateful to be alive and be with these humans and be getting to work and be in sunny San Diego. That changes everything. That small shift, that awareness of the thoughts that were causing me to feel a way I didn't want to feel and then changing it, that is the work. That is the process, okay? And so 
it took me so long. You know, I've been meditating, you know, for six years or what have you, and I've been doing all the spiritual work and I'm journaling. But really, really, while I've been here in Canada, I've witnessed the fact that I've still been allowing my mind to run the show. Okay. And I haven't stepped out of needing the mind's approval or I haven't stepped out of needing things to be a certain way. I have not been present in what is and allowing the beauty of what is right now to just be. I have not accepted it. I have consistently thought that I had to change and do something different and be better and learn more. Okay. And that's not true. (laughs) That's not true. I decide that that's not true. I decide that I am enough. I decide that I am loved, that I am worthy, that I am having fun. Okay. And so it is. Right. So just maybe if you are somewhere where you can do this, take a moment and even just pause on that, right? Just pause and meditate or if you're driving, just have like a moment to recognize you are not your thoughts. You choose them. And your thoughts are creating your reality because your thought makes you feel a certain way and your thought is how you will be perceiving reality, okay? So if I look in the mirror and I think, I am beautiful, I am beautiful. I will go about my day thinking I am beautiful and seeing beauty in everything and perceiving beauty. Whereas it could go the other way. I'm not worthy, I am not enough. And then that just brings you into this low vibration and that's where you're at for the rest of the day. I talk about this in my manifesting course, but there is something in your brain called the reticular activating system. And essentially what it does is it acts like a filter. So every second there are hundreds of thousands of pieces of reality coming into our brain, okay? But we can only process about 2,000. It's like 400 million, I believe, is how much information comes into our reality per second. And the brain has to filter that out because it can only process 2,000. Okay, that's 0.000095% of reality that you're perceiving. Now, how does the mind do that? Wait for it. By what you believe about yourself. Okay, and a belief is a thought you keep thinking and that you give into. So the reality you are experiencing is literally filtered based on your beliefs, based on the thoughts that you think and the feelings you feel and everything you allow. Bam. Wow. When I learned that, I was like, okay, again, why was I never taught this in school, right? Why was I never taught this in school? But so what you believe is literally what you will perceive. If you believe that you are in a situation where you are experiencing lack, there's not enough, you'll never have enough, you don't have enough money, there's not enough money in the world, that is all you are experiencing. A money truck could open up in front of you on the highway and be (laughs) like scattering money in the wind at all of the cars around you and it won't even (laughs) come into your experience because you are not a match to that. That is not your reality. You're not allowing that to be your reality. So you must change your point of focus and your thoughts and your beliefs and it's the work. That is the work, right? And your mind will, maybe right now even, will fight with you and say, no, 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 I have to, I have to be aware. I have to be, you know, on, on edge. I have to be trying to figure things out. How will the money come to me if not? I have to make the money. There's not enough right now, and so I have to figure this out. The mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, okay? Which is a really good place for me to insert talk about the ego, okay? So the two definitions I found online, I will give the first one first. Ego, 
the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. The part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. The most important thing that I want you to take away from that definition and that I took away from that definition is the part of the mind that. The ego is a part of the mind that blank, okay? That mediates between what you're consciously thinking and your unconscious beliefs that we just talked about that are running your reality, that are running you. It is responsible for reality testing, (laughs) testing reality, and a sense of personal identity, a sense of personal identity. Just a sense. The ego has only a sense of your identity and it's based off what you keep thinking and beliefs that you've had in the past and experiences that you've had in the past. Meaning, to change, you must think different thoughts. You must have different beliefs. You must put different structures into place. If you're going to think, if you're going to be in thought, use it constructively. Okay, but again, this is just a part of the mind in this physical reality. The ego is just a part of the mind in this physical reality, okay? You are so much more. You are the consciousness that is in everything, that is in trees, that is in birds, and just is everywhere. It's in all that is. You are not this mind, okay? Though you can hear, it it seems like you are because you can hear it in your head, right? But you're not. And the other definition is a philosophical, (laughs) philosophical, Definition, a conscious thinking subject. So the ego is a conscious thinking subject. The ego thinks, okay? It thinks. You are not your ego. You are not your thoughts. Now, something I just saw as I was researching the ego a little bit more so that I could really just speak to it on a deeper level than how I see it or how I've experienced it because that would be from a limited view of me I read this that I want to share. Ego has a big and beautiful purpose in our life. It is said that the purpose of ego is to cause you great levels of unhappiness and suffering so that hopefully one day after trying to change the world and people around you, you can look inside and decide to change yourself. Okay. So this ego in this lifetime is helping you to learn and to grow But to allow it to help you and change you, you can't be one with it. You can't be connected to it. You can't take it too seriously. Okay? Can't take it too seriously. For so long, I was fighting with my ego and I hated it. And honestly, up until today, as I'm recording this and as I walked in nature, I was just like, I don't want my ego. I don't want it. But it's a good source for you to learn where you're at. Where do I get triggered? Where do I, you know, react in my life still? That is, that is part of this, okay? So it has a purpose and it's beautiful. But it's also something that will, as Wayne, Wayne Dyer said, edge God out. His acronym for ego was edge God out. So if you are living vicariously and only explicitly through the mind, you will never experience being. Because being is not in thought. Consciousness is not in thought. I've asked actually a lot of inner beings about this. You are not present when you're in thought because thought is limited to your beliefs, your experiences, your limitations, 
who you perceive yourself as. It is the sense of identity. It is this part of the mind that is very important until it's not anymore. But it is not who you are. Okay? It is not who you are. It is not what you are. It is a part of you. Again, just like the heart. It is just a part of you. So use it as a tool as you go about your days. But don't be so addicted to and in thought that you are just not even experiencing what really is. Right? So this is the importance of meditation. Okay? And I would be crazy to say that I don't think a lot of thoughts. I still think a lot of thoughts. But if we're going to be thinking until the day, the lifetime where we reach enlightenment, can we make them good thoughts? Can we make them loving thoughts? Can we learn from the thoughts we're thinking? Why did I feel the need to be changing and healing? Because at, at my most basic level, I didn't think that I was enough. I didn't feel the enoughness in me. And now I understand that I am enough. I am healing. I am on the right path. Because I had the clarity and the awareness to recognize that the mind was pulling me out of that. That's not who I am. And so now I shift into this higher vibration. This is a whole other conversation, I think. (laughs) But you are still you. You are still a human being, even if you are not thinking. Okay? And I and I want to I want to very clearly say that I don't get I don't get it right I don't get everything about the mind no one does where does where do these random thoughts come throughout the day that just pop into our heads no one really knows but what I do know is that after practicing you can change your world by how you think if you're going to think make it fucking good. Make it good. Think good thoughts. Think what if blank and fill in that blank with the best case scenario, not the worst case scenario. Think about the abundance in the world. Think about the extravagance and the beauty of all that is. Okay? It's small shifts every day. It's small bits of awareness every day. It's small breaths and knowing and allowing every day. So don't be mad at your mind. Love it. Learn from it. Excuse me. And yeah, I just felt really, really called to talk about this at the beginning of this 2020 journey that is going to be this podcast. I have a lot of fabulous, fabulous people coming on the show, and I will be talking about a lot of different experiences and cool things that I'm doing. But before I wanted to do any of that, and before I continue to talk about consciousness and talk about all of these things that we've talked about, I wanted to make sure that we're all on the same wavelength of knowing and recognizing that we are not our thoughts. We are not limited to what we have experienced or who we have been. We can ever, ever be an ever-changing being, ever-expanding. That's why we're here. So we're in this physical reality to grow and expand and learn and heal, okay? And we're all going through it. So it's this beautiful dance between allowing yourself to just be and meditate and breathe and be outside of thought and also be in thought constructively. When you're in thought constructively, learning from that thought, learning from thought, and then thinking thoughts that will help you, okay? Because many of us might not reach enlightenment in this in this life, and I'm using enlightenment as a term to kind of quantify not being in the mind anymore and just being, but yeah. 
Yes, 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 yes. I hope this was helpful. Please really slide into my DMs or shoot me an email. I'm actually very excited because I won a free website design through Beck Francis of Bewitched Creative. And it has been the most fabulous experience working with her because I've been traveling and I've been a little bit scattered and she has just truly stuck with me <laughs> and been patient and been so helpful in bringing my vision to life because I created my first website and it was fine, but I don't think it evoked the emotions that I wanted someone to come to my website and know what's going on and just have this feeling come up and arise. And so if anyone needs a website designed, I could not recommend Beck more. So it's Bewitch Creative. She specializes in helping spiritual coaches to up-level their business and income by creating a high-converting, super-powerful Squarespace website. So not only will it be giving you all the feels and exactly how you want it to look, it will convert. And it will, you know, that means that you will be making money and you will be helping people. So... I will put the website, her website, in the show notes as well as the audit checklist she uses for her clients. So it's really great because she just helps you really get in touch with what you want, what you want for it to look like, what you want it to be helping people do. And I'll put her Instagram there as well. Beck, thank you so much. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited and so grateful for you. And yeah, so you guys will have a new website to check out soon of mine. I, like I said, will be having a lot of fabulous guests on the show. I'm going to be focusing a lot more on the show this year, as well as online courses. And other than that, just kind of seeing seeing what happens this year. I was so focused in 2019 on figuring things out, and now it's just kind of watching what unfolds because even as much as I said I was kind of letting things unfold in 2019 I recognize now like I said that I was just coming from a place of the mind and lack and no more no more so if you guys would like to connect with me on Instagram it's just Casey underscore Edward my name I will put the new website in my show notes as soon as I have that I'll tell you guys I'll give you a little heads up and I do have a favor to ask if you enjoy listening to the show. I would be super grateful and appreciative if you could leave a review and a comment on iTunes. It's really helpful to me and beneficial to me, and I would really love that. So other than that, I think that's all I have for you guys today. I am so excited to fill you guys in on all of the crazy, cool, aligning shit that's been going on in my life. I can't really believe it. And I hope you're having seriously like the most fabulous beginning to 2020 as well. And yeah, I am sending you so much light and love from the mountains and the rivers of Canada. And I will talk to you all soon.